Welcome to the Brain Gain Youngstown Leadership Series Podcast. Each week, we'll learn from leaders who are driving change and making an impact. Now here's your host, the CEO of the Youngstown Publishing Company, Jeff Leo Herman. Welcome to a special episode of the Brain Gain Podcast. I'm joined by our content manager extraordinaire, Jeremy Lydic. Is that a fair title assessment for you, Jeremy? I've never been quite sure what extraordinaire means, but I'll take it. Okay. Well, I'm, we're, no matter what, we're thrilled you're here. So we're here to, today to talk about our Brain Gain Navigators program. So we're really thrilled to share one of our special live events that we recently held called the Brain Gain Navigators. And I want uh, Jeremy to come on. Jeremy is the host of our Navigator series. And Jeremy's on here to help us uh, set it up and let you know what you're going to hear. So Jeremy, tell us about the Navigators. The Brain Gain Navigators program launched, I'd say in March with our first one. It's something that we've been putting together for the last few months, uh, but we launched the first one in March. And the whole idea behind the Navigators program is to create a virtual career exploration opportunity for students, because right now with COVID-19, uh, creating the pandemic, any kind of live in-person uh, tours or anything like that are completely impossible. So we wanted to connect students, uh, particularly those involved with mentorship groups and schools within the area with virtual live and on-demand employer tour opportunities in the Mahoning Valley. So we arranged the virtual tours with area employers uh, we're covering a wide range of industries to give students the best possible snapshot of available career pathways and job outlooks that are right here at home. So when they're thinking about what they want to do, uh, maybe this gives them a few more options, a couple of ideas they hadn't thought of before. And it also lets them know that they don't have to leave the area to find gainful, meaningful, uh, and rewarding employment in the Mahoning Valley. But Jeremy, that sounds great. And, and it's interesting you mentioned the virtual, we're doing a virtual event strategy because, you know, last year, obviously, uh, end of 2019 into early 2020, we had a very active live strategy in which we would go to schools themselves. And Jeremy, you hosted several student panels, Brookfield, Springfield, yeah. Sharon. Uh, and what's interesting, so we've pivoted to a, a virtual event series. But the cool part about it, just like we've all found through this past year of moving everything virtual, is we've increased our reach quite significantly. So we're able to scale these programs out, really uh, engaging with a wide variety of kids that would never have access to this through our various mentorship program partners like those at United Way, the Boys and Girls Club, Inspiring Minds. But then also partnering with the ESCs. So like, for example, the Mahoney County ESC is a great partner of ours and letting as many you know, of their districts know as possible that these virtual tours are happening. And today um, we're going to hear the first tour, which is of... We're touring, uh, well, it's focusing on the career path of auto tech. Uh, so again, maybe not a career path that students would necessarily think of unless they've already had previous experience, you know, helping dad or grandpa in the garage. Uh, but we're going to be meeting with uh, students at the Mahoning County Career and Technical Center. 
uh, where they actually have an auto tech program and speaking with principal Matt Campbell there. And then we transition from the school students to people who are actually doing the work, which is the real meat and potatoes behind these tours, right? Because we want to introduce two students, the ones who are doing the work day to day, and we're going to meet with various auto techs, as well as the shop foreman, Nick Danikis over at Sweeney Chevrolet. Awesome. Well, and here's the deal. We hope you enjoy this presentation, uh, this recording of our first Navigators live virtual tour, right? A virtual career tour. Uh, but if you want to share this tour and say the person you're sharing with is not uh, into the podcasts, if you will, uh, you can still find this tour, a recording of this tour on our YouTube channel. And that's easy enough to find. I would just maybe direct you to our website. So go to businessjournaldaily.com. Look for the brain gain navigation. That's the second, you know, just to the right of news. Drop down, you'll see navigators right smack in the middle of the page. And then there are, there are actually multiple tour videos there already. So, but today we're just going to focus on careers in auto tech folk featuring Sweeney Chevrolet Buick GMC and Mahoney County Career and Technical Center. So Jeremy, should we roll the tape on the tour? Roll that tape. So hello and welcome to the Brain Gain Youngstown Navigators. We're so happy to, to have you all here today. I'd like to start off by first thanking Junior Achievement for setting up this great platform for us, as well as all of our terrific Brain Gain sponsors. So these virtual tours are meant to show you some of the career options that exist here in the Mahoning Valley. Some require a college degree and others you could do right out of high school. All of them have plenty of opportunities for you to find a good paying job when you're ready to enter the workforce. But because we can't visit these great companies in person right now, our job is to virtually take you inside, show you around and introduce you to the people who are doing the work. Today, we're very excited to talk about auto techs and the kind of work they do. Our special guests include John Zentbauer, who's the superintendent of the Mahoney County Career and Technical Center, and Nick Danakis, who's the shop foreman at Sweeney Chevrolet. And Nick, I hope I pronounced your last name correctly. Close, Danakis. Danakis, <laughs> all right. Uh, so a little later, they're going to talk to you about the education that auto techs need and what a day at work is like. They'll also be ready to answer any questions you might have. So be thinking about what you want to ask. For now, I want to play a video for you where we visit the Autotech Lab at MCCTC. Then we're going to stop by Sweeney Chevrolet to talk to some of the techs there. So sit back, relax, enjoy the video, and we'll see you in just a few minutes. Hey guys, uh, I'm Mr. Campbell, Principal of Machine Academy, and I want to show you around our Autotech Lab. Come on. first things you'll notice as soon as you step into our state-of-the-art lab are all the vehicles here um, that students could could have the opportunity to work with. Um, you can see anything from cars, jeeps, trucks, and so forth. So, um, you know, a lot of hands-on opportunities. I heard a lot of great things about this school. I've always worked on cars. Trying to find new things that would interest me, so just gave it a shot and it worked out great. It's an awesome program, first and foremost. It starts with our teacher, Mark Silvestri, who's amazing. Once you come into the lab, is you'll see uh, the many different 
types of tools and racks and tool chests that students have the opportunity to use. These are filled up with all the state-of-the-art tools that you would have out there in the real world at one of the shops. You can see the, the number of racks that we have in the, in the lab here. You learn a lot in here, you really do. All of our academic work, it goes off of our motors and like what we do in lab, so it all kind of ties together and works out perfect. You need to know everything, you can't just know one thing, you know. So if you're going to work on cars, you need to know a lot. Get me out of academics to work on a motor, that sounds great. <laughs> It's not the traditional academics that you would think at probably most of the schools that maybe you and I went to, um, you know, when we were younger. Um, but everything that they learn academically applies to their particular lab. One of our largest pieces of equipment is the alignment rack. Um, this is, once again, a state-of-the-art piece of equipment uh, that you would have out there at the shops. Uh, back in the far corner, you got the wheel tire balancer. Um, everything is hooked up to the computers with the software that you would use. We've done things like rebuild engines. Working on a car you have to be very meticulous. See a small little project, side project that some of the students are working on. They're, they're making uh, go-karts from scratch. We're going to have a big machine team Indy 500 at the end of the school year this year. Job placement is unbelievable. Uh, nearly 90 to 95 percent of the students that are in the program end up staying in the field. Well, I'm already working it. Flight or Boardman. We got grinders, acetylene torches. Our students in the auto lab also learn how to weld. If you're in your home school and you know you're around cars working on them, and that even if like you don't really know what you're doing on them, it's definitely a great opportunity to come here and learn some stuff. You're gonna have a great time when you're in here, honestly. Students will learn how to do preventive maintenance, oil changes, you know, they'll change the tires, um, you know, they'll, they'll work on the electrical systems, brake lines, all of that here with these, with these racks. And, and uh, one of the, you know, first things that all students will do as they come into the lab, um, as first year students will learn uh, safety and the proper way to use these tools and use this equipment because it could be very dangerous if not operated properly. Definitely recommend kids to come out and give it a try and guarantee they'll like it. <laughs> I appreciate you coming, coming around and, and taking a tour of our lab. If you have any questions, uh, feel free to reach out to me here at the school. Here at uh, Sweeney Chevrolet, we have a main shop over here. We have currently six line technicians over here. I've always worked on cars. It's a lot more of a cleaner job. I'm fascinated by taking things apart, seeing how they work, and just learning more about them. Very rewarding. A very rewarding career. They uh, took me straight out of my high school auto tech program. Really great feeling when you've been struggling with a vehicle. If you like working with your hands and everything, then it's, it's a good opportunity. Finally getting it, it's just a great sense of accomplishment. So we're looking for a variety of students, uh, specifically those that are interested in like maybe uh, something with computers or, or maybe, maybe even at, at a young age right now in high school they're into video games. You have to understand what this module does and how that module talks to this module and why they talk to each other and how they make the vehicle run. I've never been a big study person honestly throughout school but as soon as I got into that high school auto program, every day I'd go home and I'd look over stuff and it was just, it's my passion. So 
it's easy for me, I love it. You can travel over here now to our quick service department if you want to come with me over here. Gentlemen over here working on a car right now, they're changing oil on. Over here we do the oil changes, tire rotations, tire repairs, any other light maintenance work. You can go and work on engines, transmissions, um, transfer cases and rear ends. You work on just about everything. Sometimes when you have something apart in a million pieces and you look at it and go, wow, there's a lot to that. And then, you know, a couple hours later it's back together and it's out and it's like, wow, I did that. Just really, it feels good. It does. So a line technician here, you get a workstation like this Alex has right now. He's got his computer up there right now so he can do things with software, things with the computer system where the customer information is at, the customer's concern. It's a lot more of a cleaner job anymore. Uh, a lot of computer work. Overall, honestly, it's all been just a lot of fun. I, yeah. I do what I love. Every day it's gonna be a new challenge. So it keeps that interest, that drive. It's called a multiple diagnostic interface. So basically this device hooks up to the vehicle at the DLC, the data link connector, and it's actually a point-to-point -point wireless. So if I wanted to diagnose even the vehicle up in the service lane, I can hook this device up to that and basically use a laptop where every technician is supplied with a desktop. We'll train you. You know, we'll send you to school. We've done that with several students. The program's worked and we'll invest in you if you invest in us. There is a, a lot of opportunity as a technician. Any other high school kid just wasn't really thinking about my future. And then after MCTC came around, I said, huh, let me give it a shot. And I enjoyed it, so it stuck with me. The sky's the limit to becoming a master tech, um, and you can make a very, very good living and live comfortably and take care of yourself and your family. The Brain Gain is a collaborative effort, and we'd like to thank our headlining sponsors, including Farmers National Bank, Sweeney Chevrolet Buick GMC, the Mahoning Valley Manufacturers Coalition, and Southwoods Health. Also included are Eastern Gateway Community College, PNC Bank, the Moransky Companies, the Mahoning County Career and Technical Center, the Youngstown Business Incubator, Simon Roofing, the DeBartolo Corporation, Youngstown State University, and junior achievement of the Mahoning Valley. So that was our feature presentation. Hope you enjoyed it. And now we are going to open up the floor to John and Nick. So if there's anything that uh, you gentlemen would like to say, maybe something that wasn't covered in the video, um, We'd also like to open up the floor to questions from all the participants. So if you have any questions, uh, you can either raise your hand and Michelle at Junior Achievement will uh, bring you in for the questions. And we also have that little Q&A uh, block down there on the Zoom panel. So you can type in your question if you want. I do have a, a quick icebreaker. Uh, Nick, one of the things that was stressed with a couple of the texts was um, it's not as dirty of a job as it used to be. So folks aren't coming home covered head to toe in Greece. So uh, maybe you can tell us a little bit about what are some of the misconceptions people might have about auto techs and uh, you know, how dirty or clean of a job is it these days? 
uh, though there still are times where you will get a little greasy and grimy, uh, if you're, especially if you're doing like engine repair, or transmission repair. But if I was to go off percentage base, that's, oh, I would say maybe only half the time at best. Um, so that's that's a lot of the misconception is, you know, the technicians just uh, getting greasy and grimy all day. Well, that, that's not the case today's day uh, with working on cars. So, you know, there's a lot of times where you could spend a whole day just doing software reprogramming on several different modules and several different vehicles um, that'll correct several different concerns that a customer may come in for or that uh, the manufacturer may suggest that needs to be corrected. Uh, they're called like software anomalies or software updates. So the, it's a big part of the uh, the job, you know, the day-to-day activities of being a technician. Okay. And uh, yeah, the computer work does seem like a, a pretty big deal. And I know that in the next 15 years, General Motors and Chevrolet plan to go all electric. So that means yeah. no gasoline with, the, with those vehicles. So what does that mean for auto techs and the type of training they might need, particularly with computers. Specifically, we're doing a, a stepping up our game with the electric vehicle training. Uh, it's growing on General Motors and their, their platform that they use center of learning. And I know it's being used on, uh, we'll get into a little bit talking about the Stark State program that we offer here at Sweeney's where they're touching on that now more and more. Um, and we're trying to get ahead of the curve right now where we're sending several technicians out for additional training because they consider that elective training, but that's going to be considered part of the normal fundamental training now. So it's something that we're jumping on the bandwagon right now. Uh, Electric vehicles in general, I think it's 20 vehicles in the next, by 2025, General Motors is going to have out to to be purchased. And uh, John, how does that sort of inform the education at NCCTC? Can you see uh, the auto tech there, the program there, maybe expanding to include some training on computers? Yes, actually, um, every one of our programs, and especially auto tech and our automotive programs, we we look at anywhere from 10 to 20% of our programs to be emerging technology. We've been keeping a close eye on what's happening at Lordstown with the electric vehicles um, and incorporating you know, obviously, as we as you talked about before, the amount of computers and stuff that are involved already at this point and the electronics, um, you know, the motor controls and the uh, battery um, systems are going to be a huge part of that. Um, we are partners, obviously, with Eastern Gateway and, and Stark State and, and, and those organizations, and they help drive us along with Nick and our, our dealerships to really help guide us. Um, in the right direction on up and coming uh, technologies. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, Michelle, do we have any questions from the room yet? Questions or they can raise their hand and we'll allow them to speak, but not at this time. Okay. Well, we can kind of just keep going then. Um, So John, uh, during the video, uh, you know, we, we talked to a, a lot of guys uh, at MCCTC and Sweeney, but uh, do, do you see a lot of young ladies getting into the auto tech programs? Um, yes. And Nick and I, as we were discussing, we got one young lady that, that has excelled through there, but she's not the only one throughout the industry. We um, have seen that grow. Um, purport, actually, uh, if there's an expansion in females into typically 
uh, male programs, we would say, um, there, there's no separation anymore. It's, it's really open to females. And actually, um, many of our young females have become very good mechanics and, and have been uh, really um, good for the um, companies. And, and we've had several. That's great. So how often, you know, it, there was a number mentioned uh, in the video of the, uh, you know, the graduation rates uh, with your students at MCCTC as far as staying in the industry. Um, how often do you see the auto tech graduates going on to find work locally? Um, we're very fortunate um, to have a many employers in our area, and we've talked about all the dealerships that are really interested in our students. They're heavily involved in hiring our students. And and uh, I, I often joke to say, if you're a student that wants to work in the automotive industry and you come out and do everything that um, is expected of you, you are guaranteed. I'll give you a personal guarantee. You will, you will have not only one, but several job offers um, coming out of school, whether you're um, Whatever background you come from, uh, we basically take students from A to Z. Some students don't even haven't even used a screwdriver before, and, and and that's acceptable. All the way up to kids that have been working on cars for ten years, and Nick's seen them both, um, and and they offer great training to continue that, and it, it's a really cool thing. So yes, um, the employment opportunities are the best we've seen it in many years. Yeah, not holding a screwdriver is probably my education level on working with cars. So I could probably learn a thing or two from your programs, John. So I see we got a couple of questions from attendees. Um, the first one, uh, and I guess this would probably go to Nick. How many hours a week does an auto technician work? Uh, that's a great question. Um, yeah, I have entry level guys right now coming in where some of them are doing the start state program or even we've had some in the past that went to mcctc and then worked here so that's a part-time position 20 hours a week but to answer their question probably where they want to know about being full-time uh it's anywhere from 40 to 50 hours a week clock time um depending on the workload and and uh, basically the the angle to look at is the customer uh, trying to satisfy getting their car back to them as quick as possible uh, but a typical week is 40 to 50 hours. Okay. And uh, along those same lines, what would you say a typical salary for someone who works in the auto industry would be? Um, that's a great question. Um, it's, a, it's a tough question to answer because it's based off skill set. So you're, you were asking entry level. Um, entry level, what we do is we start uh, – we call them student techs or, you know, if you're starting off, um, you say you went to school at MCCTC, we start anywhere from 10 to $14 an hour. And then if you go into a program that we'll talk about here in a little bit, probably with the Stark State and you graduate from there, there's guys making upwards over $20, $25 an hour that have been in the industry several years. So you take that and then you uh, incorporate the flat rate system, which is based off of each job, uh, what it pays. Uh, you can make a very good living. Okay, very good. Um, another question that was asked, uh, what are some of the steps that the students need to take to get started? So, you know, take us from square one. I guess I'll open this up to both of you. What's square one? And are the students getting trained on the computer software? Is that happening at MCCTC or is that happening uh, on the job? 
I can I can tell you what we do, and Nick can feed into that. It varies a little bit. As you know, I know we've got some probably middle schoolers possibly in there. Our education starts um, at the ninth and tenth grade with our with our STEM school that really takes a student into a hands-on approach to learning. Um, those students then usually have first choice of programming, and they could go into their 11th and 12th grade year into an auto tech program. Um, they are going to get computer skills, technical computer skills, all the way through from the 9th through the 12th grade. Um, I know Mr. Silvestri, and as Mr. Campbell stated in the, in the videos, um, we've tried to purchase the software programs and all the equipment. Obviously, we have a ver everything from Ford to Toyota to Chevy. Um, but the general principles, and this is probably to Nick, are the same. If you're using computers and troubleshooting, we try to teach those general skills, and then we turn them over to Nick, and maybe you can speak to where you take them from there. Yeah, so even our entry-level positions in QuickLube in some cases require using some of the software programs with the hardware to do something as simple as reset a tire pressure monitor system. So you get training here at Sweeney's uh, right out of the gate when you start in the quick loop department. And then if you're a graduate from Stark State College or you come in as uh, being mentored to be a line technician, you get uh, training here at Sweeney's on the job training where we teach you how to use the hardware with the software. Each technician gets their own uh, desktop and then there's several laptops to be used in case of uh, one example would be going on a road test. You said laptop to monitor data or diagnose a vehicle. Um, so, so that's what we offer here at Sweeney's. Furthermore, General Motors offers training where they uh, train you on using said hardware and software in several classes that they uh, offer throughout the year, uh, depending on what level you're at as a technician and, and how much training requirement you need. Okay. Now, you've mentioned that Stark State program a couple of times. Uh, can we just kind of get into that a little bit? And what does it mean to be a master tech? How is that different from just uh, uh, the average auto tech? Okay, great question. Um, so what we do here at Sweeney's is uh, we have our entry level where you come in as a quick loop uh, technician, where you're doing maintenance work on customers' vehicles. And if you show that great initiative, that great drive, great attitude, great attendance, um, and you, you shine uh, every day. Uh, we consider you a candidate that we put in our Stark State program. Uh, we do that, we try to do that once a year, uh, depending on uh, as needed uh, technician uh, filled spaces. And it's a two-year program. So what Sweeney's does is we offer that two-year program. Uh, it's free, free tuition. We, we pay for it. Um, you sign a contract with Sweeney's, and you go through the two-year program. And the way that works is that program is you're at Stark State for eight weeks. And then eight weeks, you have a break. You get to mentor with a mainline technician, a master tech. So during that time mentoring, you're getting on-the-job training with, with said master tech. Uh, we currently have one student on each side of our uh, this Market Street now, one here at Sweeney Chevrolet and one at Sweeney Buick GMC that are going through the program right now. And they are back to school. but just prior to uh, the first of the year, they got to train with their, the master tech to be, being mentored. So after you graduate two years, um, you get your own workstation and you work your way up to master tech. The way you do that is you uh, meet two requirements. 
General Motors requirements in several different subsections where you do some web-based training and some hands-on training, again, at Stark State, because that's our satellite, satellite location with General Motors. And once you complete that training, along with all eight ASEs, you become what's considered a master technician. And those fields are anywhere from engine repair all the way to engine performance, automatic transmission, et cetera. So that's how you achieve master tech status. Uh, some take uh, just a few years to achieve master tech. Some take several. So it's at, you know, it, it's how, how bad do you want it, I guess, is a statement to make. Uh, we have one technician who just turned 23 years old. He is a master technician. And that is a great achievement at such a young age because he worked really, really hard to achieve that goal. That is a big achievement. Very cool. Uh, we have a couple other questions from the field. Um, so I know we saw in the video, but can you just tell us what does a typical day look like for an auto tech? Uh, you know, from clock in to clock out, uh, what's the day looking like? How many cars are you working on? What are, what's, some of the, what's some of the trouble you can get into? Okay. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, every day is pretty much a new adventure. Um, it's not the same thing over and over again. That's one of the positives of the job. I'd like to say it keeps you interested and keeps, you know, keeps it mixed up, keeps things like, you know, exciting. So, you know, a typical day is coming in around 7, 7 a.m., 8 a.m., depending on when your shift starts. We have a couple split shifts just to accommodate our customers. Um, and you just start pulling in the cars through electronic dispatch. As I stated earlier, each uh, technician has their own workstation where you can keep your toolbox and then you can keep other things like you, the chemicals you need. And then obviously your software or excuse me, hardware to uh, diagnose cars. So we have electronic dispatch here at Sweeney's and you come in, clock in, and it automatically locates you to the first car that comes up based off what the service advisors considered the most important. That's the way that, you know, it's like, for example, if the car has been here the longest, that one has to come in first. So you go outside, you know, grab the keys off the board, pull the car in, unless you have to go drive it to road test it for the concern that the customer's talking about. And then you'll come in, diagnose the vehicle, send your parts request and go to the parts window, communicate with your service advisor what's going on with the vehicle so the service advisor can update the customer. And then once you get the parts available if needed, you go ahead and repair the vehicle. So with that statement said, it, that all reflects on how many cars you're going to work on a day. So if the first repair you do a day is going to be putting piston replacement in the engine, uh, you're probably going to just work on that car for that day if the parts are available because those jobs typically run anywhere from 8 to 15 hours. Now, if you're just doing what we talked about earlier with the software update, uh, some software updates only take about 15 minutes. So you may do several of those cars in one day. So that's the mix-up. Uh, you know, that's where... Uh, you're going to work on maybe one car a day, or you may work on 10 cars a day. So that's basically uh, what uh, is a roundabout uh, conclusion of, of what a technician goes through on a day-to-day -day basis. So every day is different, basically. Yeah, every day is different. Very cool. What would you say is one of the biggest challenges uh, working in the career? Uh, keeping up with the technology. Uh, we do a lot of things to uh, help our technicians be able to do that with the training. But, you know, every time a car has a new button on it or a, a new technology, uh, there has to be training for that set button. Um, so vehicles are obviously evolving every year. And then obviously we're excited about EV vehicles coming out and that's going to be 
a whole bunch of training there with that technology. Um, so that's that's probably part of the the grind every day is keeping up with with said uh, uh, technology because the way a 2011 vehicle operates uh, is going to be a little bit different than maybe a 2021 vehicle operates. Oh, for sure, and it really does change very quick too. I mean, I remember my first car. Uh, you know, replacing the the AM FM cassette deck was a matter of just two <laughs> little clips on the side and popping it out. Yeah, no, no longer the case. Those those no. are miniature computers there that really need uh, some serious attention. Yeah, I started in 1999 working on cars in high school, and here we are, almost 22 years later. And it, it's a lot different now. Absolutely. Now, I see two questions that are pretty much the same thing. So I'll just flat out ask you, Nick, uh, what do you like most about your career? And what's your favorite part about being an auto tech? Um, I, I like the stages. And what I mean by that is the growth. Um, starting off, like I was stating just a bit ago, uh, just changing oil in high school and, and just how far come along. And um and I like the challenge, the challenge. And then, you know, you have that satisfaction when you apply your skills and you're able to uh, repair a vehicle and diagnose it. And I find that to be just one of the coolest things. It's something, at least for me, I can speak for myself that I've ne I never get tired of. Um, it's just a lot of reward in trying to figure out that problem and solving it, especially if you're talking about something complex like an electrical problem and you go through all the trouble of trying to you know, go through the diagnostic path and then you come up with a solution and get that car rolling again for the customer, it's just a great feeling to know that you did that. And um, that's that's something that excites me. And I, I like now in my you know, new position, watching other guys and helping assist them do the same thing. Uh, we have a lot of great guys here that are diagnosing cars every day and getting them back to customers every day. And knowing that you got that customer going, you got that family back on the road and maybe for a vacation trip or somebody in transit that broke down. Um, that's just a great feeling to, to be able to help them because as we all know, our vehicles are super, super important. Um, so that's that's probably the most I enjoy about, about the career and, and you know my job on a day-to-day -day basis. Very nice. Um, so I'll direct this question to John. Um, what can middle school students do right now to start preparing for the education that they'll need to work this job? Well, I, I think the middle schoolers and the younger kids are very fortunate. Um, I, was, I started out as a mechanic. I wasn't always a superintendent. I came up through the aviation part, but I worked on vehicles and tractors as a, as a, as a kid. Um, and it was difficult. I didn't get much in my schooling. I had some some Votech courses, but they weren't like like it is today. Um, students, actually, if you look at uh, your career center specifically, you know ours, we offer summer camps every year, and I encourage those younger students to to look to check out their career centers, look at the websites, um, look at all the opportunities. There's a variety of sources out there to give kids camps and experiences. Um, with mechanical things and working on vehicles. From there, um, look towards a STEM school. It's a very good place to kind of create your own path. Um, really, students, it's a different type of education. If they're like, this is what I want to do, I'm really interested in automotive, they'll curve their electronics classes and their hands-on classes 
towards that automotive sides and they give some students some really um, choices about their own education. And then obviously um, we probably have some 11th and 12th graders on here. We do have an adult training program that starts. It's a nine month program that feeds into the Stark can feed into the Stark state program and um, the programs are that Nick is speaking of. Kind of going back to you um, just personally, you, you talked a lot about what you enjoy about the job what is your greatest achievement? Um, you know, maybe all the way back at the beginning, what was that first, uh, first really big success uh, that you had that kind of kept you going? It's going to sound a little just too simple, but I actually started working for a gentleman after school that was a career in tech teacher that went out on and started his own business in high school. And I started there sweeping the floors. And then I was allowed to maybe change oil and you know, my first real experience was changing a water pump on a Cavalier. Uh, maybe some of the students don't know what a Cavalier is, but it was an older, little, compact General Motors vehicle, right, built at Lordstown. Um, and then to be able to change a water pump at 16 years old on that um, Cavalier at the shop that I worked at, I got to give him a plug. He's retired now. Jerry Kavinsky was his name and a, a great mentor. I had an opportunity to work at his shop get paid and get mentored back in, um, you know, 1999. And I worked for him for several years. So that was uh, where it kind of all started for me. Um, mm -hmm. Something as simple as changing a water pump in that environment. And I had worked with my uh, stepfather on cars in the driveway. That was a little bit different. You know, I was just basically holding the flashlight. <laughs> um, but to actually be in a shop environment and do something as simple as change a water pump out at that 16, that's, that's where it all took off. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, now, from what you guys see in your shop, do you see the techs working? Are they primarily working individually or are they working in teams? What's been your experience? From, from me here at Sweeney's? Yes, sir. Uh, we They're all working individually, but the, the great thing I can say about the group I have working here is that when we have, like I was talking about earlier, maybe a complex uh, car uh, as far as diagnosing goes uh, a lot of these guys will get together and help each other out um, even though there's flat rate system involved where you get paid off what you do specifically everybody helps each other out because all these workstations are lined up together in the shop just as uh, John and uh, the other gentleman over there were showing in the video um, at MCCTC um, they're all right next to each other all day. So obviously, you know, there, there's that, you know, you're together eight, 10 hours a day. You're going to be like, well, I just had a car like that. So, uh, try this instead of trying that. And they all help each other out just to, just to make sure that we're taking care of the customer and expediting as much work as we can, as quick as we can and, and going about it the proper way. So even though you're working individually on your projects, still very much, a team atmosphere and a team mentality with the work. Absolutely. Both sides of the street. I know Devin Smith, he's a shop foreman over there at Buick GMC. He's got a great team over there. They do the same thing. The team I have over here, we, you have to do that because you're going to get a couple of those cars where, you know, you may need a guy to go out on a road test with you or help you listen for a rattle noise. Um, you know, the guys will come grab me obviously several times throughout the day to come help them with certain things. Uh, maybe something as simply even finding a special tool to get said water pump uh, replaced that I need to go find in the tool room for them um, just to make sure that we're all being as efficient as we can be. And then that's one of the key parts of being a technician is, is also other than attitude and attendance, 
and training and making sure you're doing your schooling is, is uh, efficiency. Okay. So earlier we were talking about the equipment uh, that the, the students are taught how to use and then the techs are using out in the job. Uh, the diagnostics tools specifically, um, you know, what type of computer diagnostics are available? I mean, is it just sending error codes? Uh, how has that equipment evolved? And uh, what are techs using on a daily basis? Well, the biggest tool they're using is called an MDI. That's the uh, Multimedia Diagnostic Interface. And that was the thing I showed in the video a little bit. Um, every mainline tech here at Sweeney's has one of those um, to diagnose vehicles. It's a point-to-point -point wireless where you can plug, a, plug it right into the data link connector. You don't have to worry about any wires or cables being attached to the vehicle to said de desktop or laptop. So obviously you can scan for codes, but it's a little bit more involved in that. We can look at several areas of data to diagnose a symptom diagnosis or a code diagnosis. So we're, we're able to go through that. And we're also able to use a software, um, it's called service information to where it gives you what's known as lean diagnosis. It gives you steps, say one through 10. You know, you wanna check this to get to this step or you go to this step, depending on what your readings may be with the multimeter or, or what you use with maybe a test light. And that's all to obviously take that lean diagnosis with strategy-based diagnosis and get to that conclusion on what's wrong with that vehicle so you can properly repair it. Okay, now do you have to know any type of coding or computer code to do any of this or is all the uh the feedback and, and the fix-its is it all pretty automated um for the most part it's pretty automated but you want to have your basics down when it comes to actual just being able to do something as simple math or there are some calculations sometimes you have to do and uh, you may get a little bit of science even involved if you have to do some measuring with the beaker and doing some formulas if you're testing fuel or something with a diesel where you're checking fuel quantity content or something with the emissions. So that's all involved. That's something that the students want to pay close attention to. And I know they do at MCCTC with Mark Silvestri there and with John uh, in the, the automotive classroom there and at Stark State. I know they definitely touch on that. So when we get students from MCCTC that come in, they, they already have a base knowledge of that. So that's something we're very appreciative for here at Sweeney's. Science and math, that is two of the STEMs. That is two of the STEM uh, uh, variables there. Very good. And the last um, one I'll just share real fast, Jeremy, is uh, sure. some guys aren't going to want to hear this. It's pretty dry, but typing. Typing is extremely important because it's one thing I didn't touch on on the daily uh, activities, uh, being a technician. You're going to type a lot of stories. We also use another software program called CDK. And that has your uh, concern, cause, and correction. So the advisor writes the concern, and you as the technician write the cause. That's the failed component or the reasoning for said failure. And then the corrections. So that's all, again, on the computer. That's why the workstations have their own desktop, so each guy can do it efficiently, and you don't have to share. But typing uh, helps out tremendously, especially if you work on, said, 10 cars a day. Imagine writing basically 10 small novels uh, if you're a two-finger typer, that's going to take you two, three, four times longer than if you're somebody that can type, say, maybe 50, 60 words a minute. Uh, so typing is another thing that I recommend for students to look into and or take a course uh, in high school or, or, or some other uh, uh, way of doing. That way that when you come on the job and you're working on the cars, the last thing you want to be stressing about is, I got to write another story. <laughs> so you want to make sure that you can be efficient at typing.
man, as an English major and a, a newspaper journalist, you're making my heart sing a little bit here. That's good stuff. Have you ever had an issue you can't fix? Um, not that I can recall. I've had some help, though. I will say that I, I mentioned Devin Smith earlier, and I have to give him a plug. Uh, Devin is one of the top 100 General Motors technicians in the country. Uh, he is now the shop foreman over at Buick GMC. He's my boss, actually. And uh, he's helped me several times uh, when I was, especially when I was a tech and I had a really complex car that I couldn't figure out. But that's the great thing about working at Sweeney's or working in an environment in the automotive industry is we all work together. Every guy here understands what the next guy's going through. It's, it's a bond. It's kind of like a brotherhood. So you have each other's back. Um, you know, the, there's other avenues from a General Motors standpoint here. Uh, you can call what's called our uh, General Motors has technical assistance center. So you can do a technical assistance center case where you actually talk to uh, could be a General Motors engineer or a specialist that'll maybe give you some guidance to said uh, a vehicle that had for the resolution. We've even recently had a vehicle here where they sent out two General Motors field engineers. Now that's a rare case, but if you have a really, really stubborn vehicle, um, I know a lot of the manufacturers, General Motors specifically, they will send out field engineers to come help you with the vehicle to get it back on the road for the customer. Oh, so now those field engineers, is that a position they can achieve um, starting as an auto tech and kind of moving up? Is, is, is that a possible career path? Um, I, I believe so. And the reason I say that is I kind of became friends with one of our local area field engineers through General Motors over the years, just from working here at Sweeney's. I had to call him on a few occasions and Devin has as well. And he is the former technician. Um, he worked in the field for several years as the master tech, and he now works for General Motors as a field engineer. And he says it has a lot of, uh, you know, it's a rewarding career for him. He's on you know, the later stages in his career and, and he enjoys it very much. So I got, I just got to recently see him about a week ago. So you know, that is another possibility down the road for students. If they're looking to achieve that as one of their goals. That's interesting. All right. Uh, what's the coolest thing you've ever done at work? Have you ever actually worked on maybe a celebrity's vehicle? Well, that's a great question. Um, I can't think of anything offhand though. I'm going to have to, think on that one. Maybe we'll have to circle back around that. I, I did work on um, Tim Ryan's vehicle several years ago. Uh, he is the um, Democratic. Somebody help me out here. Does anybody know? He's, it's not House of, is it House of Representatives? He's the he U.S. Representative, Tim Ryan, 13th District, the fighting 13th. I knew you would know that. <laughs> yeah, I knew you would know that. Um <laughs> I worked on his vehicle several years ago. Uh, he brought in a Chevy Equinox, I think it was. Uh, don't quote me on that. It's been about six, seven years, but I got to work on his vehicle. Okay. What, 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 did, what, uh, what did he have in the CD player? What was he jamming out to? I honestly can't remember. That's a great question. I think that his wife actually drove it, and then obviously the, the kiddos that he has, they obviously were uh, using that vehicle for that purpose, being a small SUV. All right. So uh, I'll go ahead and open this up to, to both of you. Uh, what is, what's maybe one thing you wish someone, maybe what one thing you wish you would have told 
a student about the career? Or maybe, Nick, what's one thing that you wish someone would have told you about the career when you were a student? Um, that's a tough question to answer now, but for me back then, it was a little different. I, I um, Mainly it's about the, um, the training. Um, back then it wasn't really um, required. You know, the ASCs and that, and then there wasn't really a lot of programs like um, stuff that MCCTC does now, Stark State does now, and even manufacturers do now. Um, that's something I, I would have probably liked to have, you know, been a part of now. I would, I would like to be 18 years old now and be a part of all this great stuff that's that's offered from MCCTC to Stark State. Um, I can't really think of anything else. I mean... I don't want to, uh, I don't, I can't think of any co other cons or anything that, you know, from that angle, I guess the training was just a little bit different back then. It wasn't really required, especially in the beginning. Right. Well, the, the perspective has definitely changed. I mean, even from back when I was in high school and that's something you and I talked about yeah. uh, whenever I was out there, uh, visiting you at Sweeney is just, I mean, it, it's, it's now so very, it's, it's, it's encouraged much more. Oh yeah. And I definitely. think, Schools like MCCTC, uh, you know, and other career and tech schools in the area are doing a, a really fantastic job, uh, you know, reaching out to the students and showing them that these are, you know, if, if college isn't your bag, these are excellent career paths. These are excellent opportunities uh, for you to get a, a good paying job where you can live comfortably uh, and yeah. be proud of the work that you're doing. I mean, I, I wouldn't I, let it intimidate you. You know, I think a lot of, I think, the mechanic like Nick, he he knew he may have wanted. I was a mechanic before I wanted to be a mechanic who just had to, you know, it was out of necessity, I guess, of where I grew up. But a lot of kids come in and go, I don't know if I can do that. And we want them to understand if I could say one thing, whatever your level is, you can do this. Don't look at it as walking in Nick's place. Go, oh, my gosh, look, these guys are superstars. Everybody was a started somewhere. And so even that person that says I, I can barely start my car. Literally, we take you from that point to being a technician. If you have the passion, as Nick will say, he had the passion from an early age, it sounds like. But if you have the passion and you want to, I, I think we can provide the rest. Don't be intimidated. That's probably whether you're yeah. male, female, whatever your ability is. If you're smaller in stature, a lot of kids say, oh, I don't think I can do that. There is so much work. Um you know, they joked I was always a big guy and I could never work on a lot of things because I was bigger. And believe me, that's uh, I'm just saying. So any whatever you are, there's a place for you, I would say. Yeah, John, you uh, you helped me answer that very, very uh, a lot better than I could. That actually uh, you hit the nail right on the head. Um, you know, the, the sky's the limit and anybody can do this. We all the training, all the support. That's out there from MCCTC. I mean, we, we are so lucky here in this Youngstown area to have all the support from MCCTC and then Stark State. And it, it just you can do this. Whoever wants to do this, you can do this. Uh, um, and it's a lot of fun. It's very rewarding. Um, sky's the limit. That's all I can really say. And it, it's what you make of it. And there's so much support. John, Nick's making uh, me want to go back and be a mechanic again. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Well, John, what, what kind of advice do you offer the students when they come into MCCTC? Uh, 
And and how do you keep them? How do you keep them going? How do you keep them engaged? Um, as Nick said, a lot of a lot of people, you know, some of them aren't interested. Like they come out there, you've got every different personality, and I think differentiating that instruction from having a student that may not be like, hey, I'm not strong academically, or I'm not strong mechanically. We find those weaknesses or whatever they are, those challenges, and. And our teachers come in as a team. You're going to get you're going to get the English teacher, the math teacher, the science teacher, the social studies teacher, and the you know and the auto tech teacher. And and Mr. Campbell is going to be down there every day. The principal, Mrs. Ban, Dr. Banfield, and and everybody. It's just this huge team um, that that of support. And that's what's really cool about having Nick and Sweeney's because now we have. Used to be we stopped there back way back when there wasn't a lot of jobs, and now there is. And so people like Nick are like, "Hey, bring them on. Let's all work together for this to make this person a success." So that's that whole person thing. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think that plays into what you guys are doing there at NCCTC. You know, it's not it, it's definitely great if you prefer working with your hands and learning with your hands. Uh, the the you're, that you're definitely cut out for that type of learning, but that doesn't mean that the, uh, the academics are going away. There's still a very big, cru- uh, crucial part to what you're doing there. Yeah, Jeremy, I want to give one plug in, too, that uh, we are currently hiring here at Sweeney's. <laughs> um, we are looking for uh, new talent. Um, so if you don't want to do an app online or you want to come in and talk to me or talk to Devin over at the Buick GMC store, I'm over here at the Chevy store, uh, come in and see me. Come in and see Devin. Uh, we currently are looking for some entry-level quick-loop technicians. I'm looking for a full-time quick-loop technician and a part-time quick-loop technician. And that's where it all starts. That's where it all starts in our quick-loop department. And you come in every day, like I said earlier, and show great attitude, great attendance, and you want to do this and show that drive. Um, we're going to pick you for our Stark State program. And you're going to become a master technician here at Sweeney's. So I, I just had to give that little plug in with all the students here today on the virtual tour. Well, I appreciate you bringing it up because let's just really quick talk about that with what time that we have left. Um, you know, we talked about electric vehicles and, and how that is going to be the wave of the future. Uh, what do you see as far as job outlook for auto techs in this area? Um, once these students graduate MCCTC and they got their auto tech uh, credentials and they're ready to find work, uh, what's what's the job field going to look like in your opinion? I see uh, the growth. I don't have a percentage, but I see us in dire need of going to need to have some. Basically, what we're looking at is we're going to need EV specialists. You're going to get sent to school if you're a tech here again that shows all those great uh, credentials and and you know the the drive and and specifically that uh, desire to maybe work with something as far as an EV vehicle goes is. We're going to need have the need probably for at least one, if not two, electric vehicle specialists here at Sweeney's, here at our Chevy store and our Buick GMC store. And that's going to be your forte every day is specifically working on electric vehicles. You know, right now we have just, just a few on hand, one on each side of the store, as a matter of fact. Um, and obviously we're going to need a lot more because General Motors is going to go no combustible engine by 2035 and then 20 electric vehicles by 2025, if not more. 
Uh, we got the GMC Hummer coming out next year. We have the Bolt out now with the Bolt EVU SUV out coming out in the summer. It's 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 coming. It's growing. So you're going to be an EV specialist, and that's specifically if somebody's super interested in, in, in electrical stuff, uh, te- technology stuff. Um, so so that's we need you, <laughs> John. Send me send me some students. I need some MCCTC students. Well, John, that's uh, a great question for you. You know, when I was there, I saw a lot of vehicles uh, that were your typical uh, gasoline-powered vehicles. Uh, are, are you looking to stock up your, your lab with some electric vehicles here in the near future? Yeah, it's it's funny you ask that because that is that is my mission. We do pretty well at getting vehicles donated from Chrysler and GM, but I would love for – this is – you know, this is what used to happen uh, at the at the GM assembly plant. Somebody would bump a car or drop it off the lift or something would happen and terrible thing. But those would end up donations to schools. And and I I would hope that doesn't happen. I wish no ill will for an electric vehicle, but I wouldn't mind getting a, uh, a nice new electric truck or, or something that's dinged up or that has something because we do do need one. We do have career tech money to purchase these things. We'll probably, I could see us once the patent period is over and I'm sure they're not willing to probably drop one in a school, but I would love to get at least a transmission or a wheel assembly or a motor assembly um, that, that we, we have been heavily working on that. So. Well, we'll definitely have to see if here at Sweeney's we can bring one by. I won't let you tear it all apart. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'll make sure it comes in uh, fully charged. Uh, you know, we're pushing this electric vehicle thing. We're calling it a one electric year with all the releases going on from General Motors in the news and a couple different platforms being released, like I had stated earlier with the Bolt uh, EVU uh, coming out in the summer and then the GMC Hummer next year. So I have to get together with uh, the powers that may be and see if I can come down one day when the uh, COVID is done. We can bring maybe an electric vehicle down there for the kids to take a look at that's that's awesome very cool well i see we are approaching just about pretty close to one hour and i don't see any other questions michelle were there any other questions we have there was a question um related to john um an individual asked there if they are going to be a senior next year is it too late to register i apologize i typed in an answer um back to her but that's a great question if you're going to be a senior Yes, and I asked them to call. I, I thought it would be posted, but it disappeared. I apologize. But Jessica Seen is our is our placement and our recruiting. Uh, call Jessica Seen at the school at 729-4000. Go to our website and just call. I'm the only Z there. Worst case scenario, say there was some guy with the last name Z. Could you hook me up with him and I'll, and I'll help you? So that's the easiest thing to do. That's great. But absolutely, we'll, we'll work something out. Okay. Well, I think we have uh, exhausted our time. Uh, All the questions have been answered. The conversation has been fantastic. Uh, Thank you, John. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Michelle, for for hanging out. Uh, This has been the first Brain Gain Navigators official tour event. Uh, For all the students who are participating, we hope you enjoyed yourselves. Uh, and the next one is scheduled for, I believe, March 8th, um, and we'll be sending out registration information for that one. 
Uh, we will be stopping out to visit with Judge Carla Baldwin here in Youngstown, and she'll be telling us all about the law industry. So anyone interested in legal careers, as a lawyer, a judge, paralegal, uh, we're going to be covering all the bases with that. So we will be sending out registration information for that. So keep your eyes peeled and uh, join us again. And uh, again, my name is Jeremy Lydic. I don't think I introduced myself initially, but I'm Jeremy Lydic. I'm with the Business Journal. And uh, this is our first Navigators program. And we're looking forward to doing nine more of these throughout the year. So hope to see you all again very soon. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today, because together we're building a culture of entrepreneurship and promoting workforce development. So if you like what you heard, please share it with a friend and leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast player. Your feedback is very important to us. We want to make the show better all the time. And if you would like to give me direct feedback, email me, please. My email is j. H-E-R-R-M-A-N-N at business-journal.com or you can find me on LinkedIn. And lastly, would love to thank the members of the Brain Gain Coalition. Those headline collaborators include Farmers National Bank, Sweeney Chevrolet Buick GMC, the Mahoney Valley Manufacturers Coalition, and Southwoods Health. And joining them are members of the coalition including Eastern Gateway Community College, PNC Bank, the Moransky Companies, MCCTC, the Mahoney County Career and Technical Center, the Youngstown Business Incubator, Simon Roofing, the DeBartolo Corporation, Youngstown State University, and Junior Achievement of Mahoning Valley. Without them, none of this would be possible. So thanks again for joining us today. And remember, together we are building a culture of entrepreneurship and promoting workforce development.